Welcome back to another episode of the What We Gonna Do podcast. I am your host, AJ. It's always good to be back. Hope that everybody is doing well. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. If you are old to the podcast, I appreciate you for coming back for another round. You know, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I know the last few episodes have been more on the personal side. Now, I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit more pressing and, you know, a little bit more serious today. But first, let's go ahead and take care of business. You can follow me on social media at what we going to do pod. That's Twitter and Instagram. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, why not start today by visiting podbean.com forward slash what we going to do and get a free 30 days of unlimited hosting on me. Get you set up on Spotify iTunes, wherever you need to go to, Podbean is going to take care of you. If you need SSL, Podbean is going to take care of you. If you need an app, Podbean is going to take care of you. Whatever your need is, Podbean is going to take care of you. Visit podbean.com forward slash what we're going to do. If you are thinking about supporting the show, well, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash what we're going to do and, you know, make a donation, you know, help out however you can help a brother out. You know what I mean? Help me help you to, to take this to another level. You know what I mean? And as I grow, then the rewards and different things on Patreon will grow. For now, you see what's on there. If you want to help, help, you know, and it's greatly appreciated. If you don't want to go to Patreon... I got a cash app. I got an email address. You can DM me. Whatever you need to do to get in touch with me. If you want to talk about some money, there are other ways. That email address is what we gonna do at gmail.com. That's G-O-N-E. Last but not least, make sure y'all go out and support by giving me a review, by commenting, by liking, by tagging me, get the word out, help me out. This is important. Let's let's make this a big deal. You know what I mean? There aren't many voices out there that are talking about the things that that I'm talking about. And if you feel like this is relevant information, helps you think a little bit differently, may be able to help somebody else, then I need everybody to continue to spread the word and continue to give me reviews, whether you go to iTunes or Podbean or Spotify or Google Play or TuneIn or ACAS or Radio Public or wherever you can find the podcast, give me a review, subscribe. Do all of that good stuff to help me out. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. I'm going to give you all a preface. This is something that I haven't always cared about. This became very relevant 
in 2016 when I finally understood what was going on. You know what I mean? It's, you know, you know better, you do better, but I never really thought about these types of things. You know what I mean? I, I always think about the importance of the president, but I never really thought about the importance of Supreme Court justices. I never really knew about their term links. I never really knew, you know, who all was there. You know, of course, you know about Thurgood Marshall. And then obviously, you know about Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. You know what I mean? Y'all know about that. You know what I mean? If you don't, Google it. I'm going to continue to say that throughout this podcast because y'all know that's one of my favorite things to tell y'all. If you want to fact check me, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, if you are just curious, Google it. Look these names up. See who the faces are. See what I'm talking about. I knew about those people, you know, but I didn't really know everything. And I didn't really think about the gravity of things. You know, when rulings come down, it just is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like I know about the Supreme Court. I know about the World Court. I know about you know, local, you know, courts and, and the smaller courts and, you know, I guess they call them the lower courts. All of this, you know, federal and, you know, government, you know, different different legs and different branches of different types of courts or whatever, you know, like the highest court in the land and all of that. But I didn't know exactly what that meant. You know, most time when people think about court, you think about like family court. Or going to court over your cousin and rob somebody or something like that. Or tickets. You know what I mean? That's probably like the biggest. You know, everybody think about tickets. You may not think about any, you know, any of the other stuff. But tickets, you know what I mean? So you don't think about the, the bigger picture. And this episode is about the bigger picture. Now, if you didn't already know by the title... I'm going to say it, you know, so that it's clear. Today, I am talking about the Supreme Court Justices of the United States and most recently 45's nomination to replace Justice Kennedy. I'll get a little further in detail about these things, but that's what we're talking about. That's this whole episode. So strap in, do whatever you need to do. So you can stay focused and you can get a better understanding of what's going on. I'm sure you've seen it on TV, you know, the news. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, Instagram, whatever the case may be. You probably heard about somebody talking about it in passing. Today, I'm going to dive right into it and go from what I consider the beginning for me to where we are today. I was listening to a podcast recently and they said something that that really struck me. This is a quote from GP3 homies from the block. You know, shout out to them. They own Instagram. They own Twitter. They don't be talking too much. You know, they kind of post and put a whole bunch of tags. I'm going to have to holler at them to start getting them to be more active. You know what I mean? On Instagram and definitely Twitter. But. They always dropping like some good information. Right now it's two homies from the block. I believe there is a you know there were three homies, but they have guests and different things. I'm still getting caught up on the episodes. Anyway, what they said on 
I want to say the latest episode was how can a president under investigation be given the opportunity to nominate a Supreme Court justice? I just thought that was a really great question. You know, I mean, I guess it's up to you guys as listeners, however you feel about that. But I, I just liked how well said that was. Because, I mean, it's, it's honest, it's direct, and you really have to think about the times that we're in right now. If you saw anything from today, which I'm actually recording on a Monday, you saw what went on between 45 and Putin. And you see all of the different responses, so on and so forth, from Republicans and Democrats alike. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Putin, Trump, what he has to say about, you know, essentially America. Obviously, we living in bizarro world and a lot of things you guys are just not going to be familiar with. I'm not even familiar with them myself, but I have to sit down. I have to really take the time out to read and get a better understanding and, and figure out, okay, is this something legitimately that I should be concerned about or is this something I shouldn't even worry about? A lot of people talking about Kylie Jenner and Forbes. I don't give a damn about that. That That's just, I don't even know why people are upset about that, but whatever. You know what I mean? Y'all not going to hear me talk about that. This is something that we all should be concerned about. I'm going to give y'all the big deal. And talk about why we should vote. And just, again, go through a little bit of the history from my understanding. And not really from my understanding, but where I would like to start from. The Supreme Court is important because it rules on cases that affect many aspects of our lives. Additionally, Supreme Court justices have a lifetime appointment serving until death or retirement. Due to the lifetime appointment, a justice will impact the court for many decades, and as they never have to worry about running for re-election, they don't have to concern themselves on whether their decisions may or may not be popular. Justices are nominated by the president and must be confirmed by the Senate. This process purposely involves the other two branches of government, the executive and the legislative. Because justices are nominated by the president, The Supreme Court is an important election topic. Generally, presidents nominate justices that have conservative or liberal leanings that are similar to their own. Supreme Court cases are important because they impact many issues in the United States. For example, Brown v. Board of Education, 1954, desegregated public schools and was a major civil rights victory. Roe v. Wade, 1973, determined that the right to privacy under the 14th Amendment extended to a woman's decision to have an abortion. In the United States v. Nixon, 1974, the court ruled that a president is not protected from the judicial process. More recently, the Supreme Court has ruled on cases that involve college admissions policies, sex-based military training facilities, gay marriage, and warrant requirements for police to search cell phones. So, again, go out there, look it up, 
figure out how the vote went. You also have, obviously, you know, different policies on immigration and, you know, things like that. You know what I mean? Things that are things that everybody is actually talking about right now. You know what I mean? They are involved with that. Things go to the Supreme Court and essentially how they vote for these different things is what we have in place and essentially the the law of the land. You know, there is, you know, I don't want to say it's final, but I mean, essentially, they make laws, you know, even though they believe that, you know, they interpret the laws, you know, some of them more than they make the laws. But effectively ruling or upholding certain things or, or, or changing something is effectively making a law, you know, it's in your hands at that point. Let's look back a little bit at when former President Obama was headed out of office and his Supreme Court nomination. This was 2016, last year of his presidency. Everyone on both sides were upset. Republicans felt like it wasn't his place heading out of office and that a confirmation should be made by the next president. Democrats, for example, imagine if Barack Obama had nominated the first African-American woman to the Supreme Court, one who was young and unabashedly progressive in her jurisprudence. Former President Obama nominated the most blandly inoffensive left-of-center jurist he could find following the February 2016 death of Associate Justice of the Supreme Court, Antonin Scalia. President Barack Obama nominated Merrick Garland to fill Scalia's seat on the Supreme Court on March 16, 2016. So remember, you know, these comments are not coming directly from me, but this is the feel at this time. And I believe that opinion was something more of a Democrat's opinion, not even the Republicans, you know what I mean? There was tension on both sides about this thing. But President Obama, obviously, he's still the president. He still has a job. And just because it's his last year in this position doesn't mean he should stop working. You know, things go on. And there was time. Those in support of President Obama believed he found a nominee that made sense and was within his right as president to nominate. Republican Senate leaders announced that they plan to hold no vote on any potential nomination during the president's last year in office. I could name the different individuals who actually said this, but I really hate. Let me not use the word hate. I really dislike glorifying different individuals. You know, I don't even want to use their names. I am very particular about the names that I choose to use on my platform and even on social media. So, Senate Democrats responded that there was sufficient time to vote on a nominee before the election. Garland's nomination lasted 293 days and expired on January 3rd, 2017. I believe that this was the longest that a nominee had essentially been held, you know, like just kind of out there, you know, again, they just let it expire. They let the time pass up. 
so on and so forth, which was highly unusual. And I think they said that it's only happened one other time in the history of Supreme Court justice nominees. With the failure of Garland's nomination, 45 successfully nominated Neil Gorsuch in 2017. A little history on Gorsuch. On June 23rd, 2018, the Supreme Court voted 5-4 to uphold Donald Trump's travel ban, blocking nearly all people from five majority Muslim countries from entering the U.S. By a 5-4 vote with conservative justices in the majority, the Supreme Court held that 45 acted lawfully in imposing limits on travel from several predominantly Muslim nations. Gorsuch was one of the five. This was the administration's third try at a travel ban. And it doesn't just apply to majority Muslim countries, but also North Korea and Venezuela. On June 25, 2018, the Supreme Court upheld Texas's redistricting. A lower court said discriminated against black and Hispanic voters. Let me say that again. Basically, the Supreme Court upheld a redistricting that a lower court said discriminated against black and Hispanic voters in Texas. Look up gerrymandering and look up some other stuff. But this actually exists. This actually exists and, and it did happen. Gorsuch was also one of the five here. Again, it just kind of tells you, you know, Texas is a predominantly red state anyway. I think everybody knows that. And if you know anything about redistricting and how that works and that there's been an ongoing battle and, you know, what's right and what's wrong and if people are being discriminated against, so on and so forth. Clearly, y'all know what's going on as far as the voter ID stuff and just a lot of changes that, that are going on. If you haven't been paying attention, you haven't been going to the DMV. Obviously, you haven't been watching the news. Obviously, you haven't been hearing about things that are going on with our neighbors and people that we live with and people that we see on a day-to-day basis. But things are getting voted on. Things are getting upheld. Things are getting changed. Now, some individuals believe, oh, they're, you know, 45 hasn't had any wins. You know what I mean? He hasn't did this. He hasn't did that. But, you know, some people play chess and some people play checkers. 45 don't know what the hell he's doing. But guess who does? Those damn Republicans. They know what they're trying to do. And, you know, again, I've talked about this before. I believe in bipartisanship. But what I believe in more is, again, right and wrong. There's a lot of shit going on that I particularly just don't agree with. You know what I mean? Anyway. Let's go ahead and fast forward to now and talk about 45's recent nomination, Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh was nominated by 45 on July 9th, 2018 to become an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States following the vacancy created by the pending retirement of Associate Justice Anthony Kennedy. Kavanaugh thinks the Constitution affords the executive branch broad powers. 
just let that settle in for a minute. I'm going to say it again. Kavanaugh thinks the Constitution affords the executive branch broad powers. With the addition of just with the addition of Judge Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court could have a conservative majority to strike down bans on semi-automatic weapons in California and other liberal states and to decree that law-abiding Americans have a right to carry a gun in public. A lot of people feel different ways about this, but clearly y'all know what's going on, man. And I've been seeing guns for a long time, since I was a kid. And I've been hearing about gun violence. And obviously, we know that everything that's going on right now is escalating. And anybody who believes that it's okay to just have semi-automatic weapons and have militias and all this other bullshit. That's just crazy to me. And right now, in 2018, we talking about militias and motherfuckers walking around with semi-automatic weapons. Like, what is, like I don't even know how that's a conversation, but, man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and to support it by saying, well, because of the right to bear arms and times change. You know, so to sit here and say that we want to interpret or y'all want to interpret the law as it was written. How do you in 2018 interpret the law as it was written for that period of time? And how relevant is that right now? Like that. That just don't make no sense to me. Although the fight over Kavanaugh's nomination has been mostly focused on abortion and health care. The issue highlights a central difference between an earlier generation of legal conservatives, including many Reagan-era appointees, who emphasize judicial restraint, and today's more activist conservatives who say they are enforcing the original meaning of the Constitution and are willing to use it to block liberal legislation from the states. Kavanaugh has argued that presidents should not be distracted by civil lawsuits, criminal investigations, or even questions from a prosecutor or defense attorney while in office. I'm not even going to repeat that shit. That. Just go back to what I said earlier about broad. Just, just go back to that. The nation's chief executive should be exempt from time consuming and distracting lawsuits and investigations which would ill serve the public interest, especially in times of financial or national security crisis. All in all, 45 has chosen a judge who equally appeals to his establishment Republican supporters and his base of cultural conservatives anxious to turn back the clock on constitutional rights established over the last half century. Again, y'all y'all think a lot of this stuff is game and it don't affect you and it don't affect your kids and it don't affect your kids' kids. A lot of y'all sitting out here talking about generational wealth. Well, guess what? If you want to have generational wealth and you want your family and your family's family and your family's family's family to be able to enjoy that, you better be active and be paying attention to what's going on because guess what? What we do or don't do now 
is going to affect the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that. And then they're going to be looking at us like, what the fuck did we do? Just like we look back and say, what the fuck did y'all do? Who dropped the ball? What happened at this period in time? Somebody's going to look back at us and say the same thing. And, you know, for those of you, again, who still believe none of this shit ultimately matters. Man, it's just it's just kind of sad, man. And again, I've said this before in other podcasts. It's just a very selfish, self-centered, single-minded mentality. Period. Again, this individual, these individuals are going to be in place for a very long time. Obviously, individuals are going to retire. Individuals are going to pass away. These different people are obviously getting older, but again, unlike the president, there is no four-year term. There is no eight-year term. There is no election and re-election. Once they get elected, that's it. Now, you can try to have a Supreme Court justice, you know, step down and things like this, but I don't know. You know what I mean? That's not likely. You know what I mean? Once they're confirmed, you know, it's these individuals are, are there. These individuals are people who've been in the justice system, that they've been going to school, they've been judges, you know what I mean? This is their life. So the likelihood of them stepping down is highly unlikely, especially with the power of position that they have. Recently, You know, just kind of getting us back to today. I listened to the ACLU's at Liberty podcast episode speaking with the ACLU's legal director, David Cole, on the Supreme Court's uncertain future. I really like this podcast. I think it's interesting. I've been following the ACLU for a while now, pretty much since I got back on social media they say a lot of good things, you know what I mean? And, and I support, you know, a lot of the stuff that they say. I think, again, I'm with more things that just make sense and, and things that are human, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of these opinions are so biased and, and, and rooted in hate and, and dismissive of our reality today. So... I actually like a lot of the things that they say in this podcast is uh, very informative. It gives you a a different view on, you know, the things that people kind of touch on. You know what I mean? It kind of pinpoints these down. Even though these episodes aren't very long, it's another branch of the ACLU and just capturing a different audience that, that may not be on Twitter, that may not be on something else, but... That has a lot of questions and and would like some type of information to get answers to some of those questions. Here are some of the comments. And then I'm going to kind of wrap it up, you know, but I I, I wanted to finish with this because, again, we've kind of went back to when President Obama was leaving office to 45's nomination. And now, you know, here are some general thoughts from the ACLU's legal director, David Cole. David says this nomination could be a disaster for civil rights and civil liberties for a long time. David believes it is a failure of duty and that the whole idea of separation of power and judicial review 
is that the court is there to stand up to constitutional rights when the government violates them and never more importantly than when the most powerful actor in the government violates them. The court's role is to rule against him when he acts unconstitutionally and demand that he abide by the Constitution, not simply give him a verbal slap on the wrist, so to speak. A question posed was, how do legal strategies change for civil rights advocates if they have a court that is fundamentally hostile to their perception of individual liberties? David says, the bright spot and what scholars have found is that the court does not deviate very far from any given issue from where the public is. And if it does, it gets corrected over time. If we focus our energy on the ultimate guardians of liberty, the people themselves, I think we can continue to make significant progress. We're going to have to pay a lot of attention and insist that our senators do their jobs and ensuring that the replacement for Kennedy has the same openness to hear from both sides and is not a rigid right-wing ideologue. We have to fight this battle as hard as we can and then we have to fight in the midterm elections to ensure that the next time around there's a Senate that respects liberty and civil rights. There's more to that conversation but that's the, you know, the summary of it for me and, and what's relevant to this specific episode. I believe I've said, you know, all that I can say. And, and I think that, you know, at least hopefully this gives you something to think about when you see SCOTUS nominee or Supreme Court Justice or Brett Kavanaugh. When you see these names, if you hear Merrick Garland kind of come back up. Just be advised that it's not something to, you know, kind of just dismiss, you know, like, ah, uh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, let, let me get back to this. Uh, they going to do what they going to do. You know what I mean? This is history. That's how I look at it. Like, I didn't know that these guys were literally making history. I feel like their role is, is damn near equal to or as important as the presidents you know what i mean again you you have the senate you have the supreme court justices you have the executive branch of government you know what i mean you know like you, you the president vice president you know what i mean speaker of the house you know it's just like wow you know once these dudes get confirmed they basically got a job for life they either, it's like a, you know, it's a gang. I mean, literally, they either die out or they choose to step down, which ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? You, you They literally would, would have to leave their gang. And it's good money and it's a position of power. Why would they leave the gang? You know what I'm saying? They a leader at this point. If you are a judge and... I don't know all the different ways that you can go with that, but I guess if you aspire to be in the highest court of the land, you didn't made it. Once you get selected to be a nominee, you didn't made it. And Brett Kavanaugh, I believe for D.C., he was actually selected or, or nominated by uh, former President Bush, I think like in the 2000s or something like that. So, again, 
the Republicans went through this whole thing of vetting and they got a nice, you know, little list together. And I'm sure they have a redundancy in place if this doesn't work out. You know what I mean? There are different plans and different things that the Democrats can do. And obviously there are different plans and different things that the Republicans can do. But you want to essentially both sides, you know what I mean? Whoever is in power, obviously the Republicans are in power. So they want to put a nominee in place. And then that's where the debate can start as far as like, okay, is this cool? Is this not cool? And they are already scrutinizing this guy. They're, they're scrutinizing his record, his opinions, and a lot of his background. I mean, I talked about it a little bit, but everybody's kind of going in. But unlike Garland, individuals are willing to sit with this individual, have a conversation, and judge him you know, accordingly, which is so weird to me. You know how these things work like you know what I mean and again I didn't go into that profession I don't know everything that goes into it I don't know the conversations that are had and the different you know when they write their thoughts and all of this other stuff and when they put these different statements out but it's just so interesting you know how the world turns and what you're doing in life and and then what somebody else is doing in life and, and how what they do impacts you and how what you do impacts them because again people as the ACLU said are really the most important or at least we're supposed to be the most important but obviously we know what happened with the election and the popular vote and so on and so forth I know y'all don't want to hear that Hillary Laws boo fucking who you know what I mean there's it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? But we know the truth. You know what I'm saying? We we know what happened. You know what I mean? We we know who meddled and you know what I mean? They they still going through and they still investigating and people getting indicted and all kind of shit going on, you know what I'm saying? But life goes on. I said on Twitter today, in another episode of As the World Turns, I mean this shit is just like a soap opera at this point, man. Just everything that goes on people that's protesting this dude in different countries and we don't want a racist we don't want a bigot and i just sit back and i just smile because you have people who who come together you know against something like this and i don't give a fuck who support him and all little minions and you know i call them king bob I call him King Bob, so I call everybody else the minions. But it's just like, right is right and wrong is wrong. So I don't be getting why people, you know, do a lot of stuff that they do. I mean, I understand it. Like, I'm not stupid. I can comprehend. It just don't make no sense to me, in my opinion. It just, it just don't. But what I said before is that I realized that, man, a lot of people live in a bubble. It's a lot of people that are in their own worlds that have no accountability for anything that goes on outside of their world. They they have no visibility to it. They have no accountability for it. They are essentially separate and, and they like, hey, I'm over here. This ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm more focused on this. whoop de whoop de boo And everything outside of that is irrelevant to them. 
I can't do that no more. I ain't got the heart for it. You know what I mean? To to see children separated, to see mothers crying over black boys getting shot by police. I ain't got the heart for that, man. You know, I'm a cold dude, and, and I take care of my business, and I don't play no games, but when I think about the loss of life and when I think about the the, the tension and the culture and, and what I have to bring my daughter up under, it concerns me deeply, and I would like to do something to, to change that. I mean, that's the job of parents, right? We're supposed to make a better tomorrow for our kids. And for those of you who are not parents, think about your little cousins. Think about your nieces. You know what I mean? Think about if you just want to make a better world for you. Think about if you just want to make a better world for your mom. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, trying to get a get a loan and just trying to start a business and, and trying to make your way in this world and all of the different blockades, all of the glass ceilings, all of these different things that, that we have to go through and these hurdles that, that we have to jump through. And when I say we, I'm specifically speaking about minorities and those who are in poverty, you know what I mean? Those who want to do something different with their lives. I, I didn't talk enough. Hope y'all got the point of this episode. If you're unsure about anything, please go back, rewind it, listen to it again, go Google it, pause it, take notes, do whatever you need to do to get a better understanding of the information that was conveyed today. Again, my name is AJ. This is the What We Gonna Do podcast. You can find me on social media at What We Gonna Do Pod. That's Twitter and Instagram. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, visit podbean.com forward slash what we're going to do. If you would like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash what we're going to do. Remember to like, subscribe, review, rate, do all of that good stuff you can to help me out. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email me what we going to do at gmail.com. I am out. Until next time, people. Peace. Oh, yeah. I appreciate, you know, all the birthday wishes. Everybody that hit me up and stuff like that. That episode just happened to fall on my birthday. Normally, you know, I don't even, like, talk about certain things on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, there's there's so much more that, that I could say, you know what I mean? And, and things will come out in due time, but... This podcast, in my opinion, is history already. I've already made history. And even if I don't record another episode, the fact that I put it out there and the fact that I reach people and the fact that the podcast is continuing to grow is important. And these episodes can stand for themselves. There is no episode one. There is no episode two, 147, one, none of that. You get in where you fit in with the What We Gonna Do podcast, man, and find something that is relevant for you. Ain't no numbers. You know what I'm saying? It's just things and topics and me, the one-man band, and a few guests that I've had. I know y'all like, oh, man, we ready for some new guests. So am I. But, you know, good things come to those who wait and... There's a time and place for everything. (laughs) All right, y'all. Until next time.
Peace.